Welcome back, you guys, to the All Things Reality TV podcast. My name's Laith. I'm here with my co-host, Champagne, and we are back, and today we're going to be doing our overall season review for the Challenge Double Agents. So I gave Laith a little bit of homework. I had him watch season 24, 25. Um, personally, those are my favorite era of the challenge. I feel like things have evolved, changed so much. Um Throughout its, what, 20 years it's been on, um, I think it's just changed dramatically. The whole focus was back then, you know, you had a lot of trashy fights, trashy hookups, um, and now it's more focused on, like, the physical competition and the strategy. It just feels like a whole different, more professional product where the money has largely increased and the competitions are better and the competitors it was super crazy to like to go back and watch those seasons that you recommended for me to compare them to the Challenge Double Agents because this is honestly the first time I'm watching live. A lot of you guys who are constant listeners know I'm a new Challenge fan. Champagne is our resident Challenge expert, but she really she was super, she was right about what it's like in the past. It felt like I was watching a show from 2007 when I was watching Rivals 2. So it was just kind of like it was a really different culture, different vibe, um, different money too. They were playing for like a hundred thousand dollars. Like what? What, like, right. what is that? You know, you know what I mean? So like. <laughs> It really was crazy to see how it changed, like, and even the theme changes, like, free agents and double agents, you'd expect them to be the same, but really, they're honestly not, like, double agents. I honestly really liked the theme, if I'm being honest. I think both of them are really good, but they executed the themes very differently. So, like, the spy theme, it was really fun to start out with, but I feel like it kind of dragged out by the end of the season. It got kind of old pretty quickly. I don't know what you think, though. The twist, everything, I feel like it really played into that double agent's theme where you have the gold skull to compete in the final. You could swap partners. You have the rogue agent. And you have the secret vote. I feel like so many things really came into this double agent's theme that I think really worked out. The whole thing about that was it kind of did drag out because once you had your gold Mm -hmm. skull twist, like I was very mixed on it, it added so many layers of strategy and the fact that you'd go in and fight to be in the finale. I love that. But over time, it kind of dulled the season because that midway, no one was coming towards your gold skull um, until that last bit where you really had to fight to keep it. Otherwise, when you got that gold skull, you were pretty much set. No one really wanted to fight you on it. And about the gold skulls, it was kind of weird, honestly, because like it felt like they just kind of gave Corey and Big T the last two people to get their skulls. It kind of they just like kind of gave it to them. You know what I mean? It wasn't like no one was being blocked out by the end of it. Nobody was trying to struggle to stay in it. There was multiple rounds of eliminations before they even got close to a final where people, everyone had a gold skull three episodes before the final even occurred. So it felt like the twist was kind of useless. Like I think maybe in the future, if they do like the the skull twist, they should start the final earlier. Like it did not, it didn't make sense to me that they kind of just dragged the season out for 18 episodes, but then they didn't cut anyone off. Um, without having a gold skull. I think that's the whole, that was the whole point of the gold skull twist, I thought, was to to make you want to go into elimination. But, like, yeah, people wanted to go into elimination, but it wasn't like anyone strategically was blocked out from going in. I completely agree. I think everybody had a chance to get a gold skull, which I think completely defeats the purpose mm-hmm, of exactly. having that, oh, there's only 10 gold skulls. Um, in a way, I really liked it because you had to fight to get into the finale whereas older seasons you really fought to avoid elimination so i liked it but in the same way it kind of defeated the purpose 
Yeah, I, I for sure. I think, and I, I also see, I know you talked in the past about how there was a season where some people just like floated to the end without ever having to touch elimination once. Um, I think you said it maybe World of, World of the Worlds 2, something like that. Um, but I see how that would be unfair to the people that keep getting thro- thrown in constantly after, time after time. But also like, I think, honestly, I kind of like the strategy that if you're not best physically, you can maneuver your way strategically to get to the end of the final. Maybe that's just my personal opinion as someone who's not a strategic, who's not, who's more of a strategic player, if I were to be on a show like this, compared to a physical player. But at the end of the day, it is called the challenge, so I understand, I understand both sides of it, but I think it could be executed in a different way than the way it was executed this time. Um, but I think going forward, this is almost going to be the theme. Like, I think next season is definitely going to be a double agents too. I think this season almost set up for the next era of the challenge, where this might be what it's like you know you have to earn your way into getting to the finale which i totally agree with personally but i just see how the challenge has just evolved and completely changed over the seasons yeah exactly but one theme that i do like that i hope they stick with i really loved the swapping partner thing at at first i was a little bit skeptical as a new viewer in the beginning it was kind of confusing like you didn't really know who was with who but now as the season went on you really got to know the partnerships and it really kept the game fresh i felt like there was a lot of like kind of like dragness through like the challenges and like the theme it got kind of boring towards the end but the fact that people were throwing themselves into elimination to get a certain partner people making the mistakes of leaving partners like that extra element of drama i really enjoyed and i I think they should really incorporate that because i feel like they haven't really done that in the past before so i think if they keep doing it into the future it would be a really good uh permanent addition to the show yeah, I think the swapping partners definitely added like this element of fear, like your partner could be stolen at any moment. It kept it really fresh, really interesting. And also with For the sure. secret vote that it completely exposed who you're aligned with because you could be lying to them. Like in the very beginning, Kyle completely lied saying, I'm going to vote for this person. You go into the secret vote, you find out they completely lied to you. So I think the secret vote definitely exposed alliances but if they were to bring that into the next season people know what to expect and they can kind of yeah so for that one for the secret vote i think that um i like the fact that it was anonymous but i think it's it's one of those things once again that like it was half good it could have been better i think they should keep it completely anonymous in the future i think that it instead of doing it straight up like down the line that was the one thing about old seasons that like felt off-putting to me because i'm so used to big brother and survivor where it's all anonymous i think that if they do it in the future they should incorporate that anonymity throughout the whole show like i don't think the double agent should have that power in the future i think a true anonymous vote would really add more drama more backstabs more lying more deception i think that would really be a cool addition to the future yeah, basically exactly like Survivor and Big Brother. Yeah, no, I actually really like that idea, Liv. You bring that up to the producers. Thank you. What, <laughs> what can I say? I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a digital film major. I, I know how to produce <laughs> television, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> but um, what did what did we think of like the rookies this season? I love the rookies. I think it was like half and half. There were some really good rookies and some really lame rookies. Um, someone who big fan of prior to coming in natalie anderson ah we were so robbed of her this knew you were gonna say that we were so robbed of her this season i want to see her back so bad in the future it's such a shame that um she had to leave um and everything she had to go through for those of you don't know she ended up getting pregnant right before the show started and then she had a miscarriage probably due to the stress of the show obviously i don't want to gossip about what's going on in her personal life but like 
it was really sad to see that happen to her, not only game-wise, but personal-wise, because I'm a huge fan of her. I'm a Natalie Anderson stan, so it was really hard to see that. But, like, people, for example, Amber M. I, I fucked with Amber M. I thought she was super chill. Um, I, I liked the drama she added. I liked the dynamic between her and Amber B and the dynamic between her and Devin. So, and Gabby, too. Gabby, her thing with Fessy, um, everything going on with her different partners. I really think she, overall, was also a good addition as well. Uh, personally, for me, I actually did not like this rookie cast really at all. I didn't feel like they brought really oh. much to the challenge. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Um, Joseph, a complete idiot. And he was from, what, uh, America's Got Talent? America- like, it was just so random. He was irrelevant anyway, so I, I don't even know who that is, honestly. I forgot that, that that was Big T's first partner. Like, that's how I know him. Right. I mean, Michi didn't bring much. Leo quit. Nam, I feel like is the most likely maybe to be a returnee. And I feel like Nam deserves another second shot because of his relationship with Lolo. I feel like that really tore him down uh, physically, mentally. So I feel like out of all the rookies, I do want to see Nam come back and see him compete without Lolo. Did he bring a level of strategy into the game or social play? No, but I think physically, I feel like Nam could really dominate. Um, And then we got Natalie. Mm -hmm. Oh, love Natalie. I wish she comes back in this, you know, future seasons, I think she can absolutely dominate. Um, Amber B, I think really this entire season, her gameplay was extremely, not her gameplay, but her physicality to do well was really downplayed. I think she was a really good underdog for sure. Oh, 100%. I think that we didn't expect much from her coming into it. Um, I honestly didn't like her at all. She really made me a fan of hers. Um, if you back, go back and listen to like one of our really early episode recaps, you would be talk, you would hear me talking about how I was team Amber M and I hated Amber B. But honestly, as the season went on, um, she's honestly strategically, I think she did well, was with the Big Brother Alliance, was also working with the rookies. She plays both sides of the house flawlessly. No one wanted to throw her name down until there was like later down in the season. I think she really showed off in that final, was underestimated, uh, underestimated by Fessy, and honestly, thank God for her sake that Fessy wanted to leave her at the end because it really worked out in her favor. Uh, I think that she got really lucky with CT as a partner. 100%. I think Amber B, like, really none of the daily challenges worked out to her strengths. If anything, she was looked at as really awful. I mean, you look at that math challenge, the only one that wasn't able to complete it. There were certain challenges where it was like she was just very awful at it. And, but I feel like that almost set her up For as sure. the huge underdog. No one wanted her there, and she was able to prove everyone, which I, we all love that story. Um, we all love that story of having the underdog. Same with CT. CT was doubted by Fessy. You know, that whole fight where CT was like, uh-huh. or Fessy was saying CT's old, he's outdated, and that Fessy's the new big dog. Well, guess what? CT and Amber B, who he didn't even want to be partners with, won. He sucked. He really dragged the season down, I felt like. Um, whenever he was on screen, luckily there was a peer- good chunk of time where he wasn't on screen, um, which was the best episode, in my opinion. But he really just, I don't know if he's playing up for the camera or he genuinely thinks he's that good, but like he really was just annoying to watch personally. Like I really hope we don't see him again, but I know we will, unfortunately. I feel like almost him and Casey are going to be staples, unfortunately, because personally, I don't think Casey really brings anything to the challenge, except for the fact that she's good at what eliminations and the final. Other than that, I don't really want to see Casey on my screen. She doesn't really bring anything entertaining to me. Exactly. Even on Big Brother, she was super relevant. She lost, or she beat the best player of that season on Big Brother. Um, 
I think, yeah. So, I mean, I feel like overall, I don't understand. Yep. Like, I, I get it because the, the, the challenge likes to cast these these beasts, per se. And I guess she would fall into that category for the women. Um, but, yeah, like, literally, like, give me something, please. Like, uh, give me something to, to cheer for. Give me something to support. I mean, as a viewer, I'm like, come on. Like, she was, her, the most she had on screen was when she was talking to Leroy about how they don't even need to talk to each other and they still win. And then when she broke her leg in the final. Literally. Those are the two times that we ever saw her on camera um so i mean just give me very much uh didn't like her on big brother very much don't really like her on the challenge it's not really that i don't like her it's more so that i'm indifferent and that's honestly could be worse than dislike and honestly i feel like there was a couple character this this season that was just really lackluster for me i was extremely excited to see Darrell back are you kidding me an og and honestly he was pretty irrelevant i mean just very boring didn't get a lot of screen time and i get that he's very laid back but i guess also with this season there was 30 people so i guess it is kind of hard to get screen time unless you are really making moves or making controversy in the house yeah somebody that got way too much screen time in my opinion was lolo i like, like for as oh my god of course she did for as irrelevant as she was towards the out like the the way the season unfolded i don't know why she was on screen that much you know given i, I don't know i think we've talked about this before champagne but like there was a conspiracy theory that she came out and said that she was kicked off the show by production, um, that she didn't actually quit. Mm -hmm. But like, cause I mean, it's true. Like we only see like an hour and a half of footage, cut that down, including commercials right. for like three days of content. So like, you can't really say like that, like that one minute of footage of her leaving was accurate. We don't know for sure, but let's say that that was real. She was a terrible competitor. She didn't win a single competition and had she stayed, she probably would have gotten her gold school eventually. We saw everyone had a chance. So I don't really, I think that she really would honestly, very similar to Fessy, in my opinion, worse than Fessy. Fessy at least stayed. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they were very similar vibes and I really wish we didn't have her as much on our screen. And she brought down Nam, who was the nicest guy ever. She really killed his vibe and really made it so much harder for him to thrive in the, the show personally i don't understand why this olympian is going on reality tv we saw her in big brother we saw her either. struggle in big brother she struggled <laughs> on the challenge personally why is she on tv like if she i don't think she's mentally prepared for it and emotionally prepared for it i think personally she should just stick to being olympian like what the heck like stop trying to for go real. on reality shows i don't see her coming back in the future to be completely honest yeah, for sure. And like, the thing is, it was really hard to watch her partnership with Nam unfold. Like, probably my least favorite partnership, like to see her, people like that have like a superiority complex. Like they think they're automatically better from their accomplishments they've had previously in life. And it really brings down the vibe of the other person because it belittles them. It makes them feel like they're not at the same level as them. And that's not how a good partnership should be. Um, like that, that fight that they had honestly was the most personality we saw at a nom and it was so sad that that's what it had to come down to to give noms some personality um it was probably one of the most underwhelming fights as well it was kind of just like her being like a brat personally that's how i yep. viewed it i don't know but yeah let's talk about i know <laughs> you weren't a huge fan of the eliminations and honestly it was pretty lackluster to me too we saw literally four hall brawls this season and the only good one was really fessy versus nelson which was really stupid on his part because he decided to blindside everyone and go down against his best ally 
it is ridiculous how many repeat challenges we saw this season. I don't know if it was from a lack of budget. I don't know if it was from a lack of creativity. I don't know if it was because of COVID or what. As a viewer, I didn't want to see a hall brawl where they just had to bring balls back and forth. For like, for example, I was just watching the free agents. It was a Jessica versus Cara Maria elimination where they had this big ring and they had to get a ball into like a hoop kind of thing. I know they've done that a lot in the past. Give me that with the balls instead of the Amber B versus Amber M thing where it was just like a hall brawl mixed with that ball yep. thing. It, 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 it just it just didn't really make much sense. It was just all over the place and it didn't really feel exciting. I wanted to be excited in the beginning. I was so excited, but then by the end of the season, when I saw a hall brawl for the 50th time with Amber B versus Big T, who do you think is going to win that? I love Big T, right? But that like challenges like that, I think honestly, in my personal opinion, I think challenges like that are good for the beginning, yeah. maybe to have like a good, like David versus Goliath or like the big, like beasts against each other but when you get so close to the final everyone there has earned it so to do a challenge that really comes down to size for the fourth fifth time it sucks to watch and i think it really is just a lack of creativity by the production i think that this season there wasn't many memorable eliminations and honestly if they were memorable they were memorable because they were horrible you got josh versus michi michi couldn't even (laughs) i was just gonna say that (laughs) he couldn't even finish the puzzle and then you got tori versus anisa tori couldn't even get that whole thing down the entire time there was just so many eliminations where it was just plain out bad i mean there was a couple really good uh-huh. ones like the leroy versus jay that one was really good but yeah i just feel like there wasn't many memorable eliminations i completely agree it was really an underwhelming elimination wise overall um honestly though the, i think the daily challenges were a little bit better um i thought they were pretty interesting like that final cave like cave one where they were solving math and running i, lo- I love the many finals that they did with like the running with the big log um i i don't know how i feel about the um like that second challenge that was like with like the ice water and like they were like they gave it to Anissa and Fessy. Some of these daily challenges were awful. I mean, we had literally that second one where they just literally gave it to Anissa and Fessy. And yeah. everyone talks about playing a scared game. Like, why are you literally just giving this away? Also, um, if you remember uh, the challenge where they had the drones, it made no sense. I think one team actually was able to get the drone to the place and that was Tori and Devin. Okay, honestly, I actually I actually disagree with you. I actually disagree with you on that one. I kind of liked the drone one. I think it's fun and different to incorporate new ones. I think they should have given them some drone training ahead of time so it was more even. Um, that was like, I think once again, it's a production issue, not so much the challenge issue. I think that that would have been a fun, interesting, different challenge. Maybe this is just our different opinions because you're like a challenge old schooler. I'm a new viewer of the challenge. I think having something that's mentally and like mechanically based rather than physically based is way more of an equalizer for the teams. I just think the execution could have been better. Oh, absolutely. I was just like, as a viewer's point of view, like seeing everybody lose, you already know who won. You know who won because they were the only people who were able to complete it. And then you have that one where you go underwater and you have to do that rope and then you have to come back and do a puzzle. Half these teams quit because they couldn't even go underwater. I don't know. Yeah, that was a dumb rule. For that one specifically, again, like it's also like you can nitpick again each challenge, but like I think that one, it was just a dumb rule. Like you couldn't come up for water or you couldn't come up from for air. Like what? That was just kind of dumb in my opinion. I think they had some really weird rules that if there weren't there, that would have been a good challenge. You know what I mean? Because it's like anything with water, like in Survivor, for example, they have so many water challenges. And 
but they can come up for air when they need to. Like they can, they can, that's how it usually works. So I think if they incorporate something more like that for a water challenge, it would unfold a little bit better. For the final, I thought the final was pretty solid overall. How did you feel about that? Me too. I love the final, actually. It had a really good... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It had a lot of different parts to it. And the fact that you could switch partners during a final added that whole different layer. Uh, Twice it wasn't used. But I think that fear level of switching partners is just so creative. And you got, I mean, endurance, you got stamina, but then you got the puzzle, you got the math, and then you got, you know, the mini daily challenges. I think overall, it was a really good final. Yeah. The one critique I have of the final why was there no finish line? I said this in the last episode we did talking about the final. It was such a weird and awkward ending. Like they're struggling to get up the hill. Like they're literally dying on their last breath and they have to touch TJ. Like what? I don't know. Uh, That was like the one kind of off-putting thing about the final. Like it it felt very underwhelming. And then he just like, I, I don't know. I think if it's a straight finish line, it would have been so much more uh rewarding to watch so much more like conclusive Mm -hmm. um getting closure as a viewer but to see them just touch tj and lay there on the like a little tiny top of a hill it it was a little bit weird in my opinion right and i feel like actually covid had a really big big impact on this season because you know without covid you go out to the bar and these people get plastered like they get alcohol on top of alcohol and Production loves that. Are you kidding me? That's great TV. And then you get people making dumb decisions like that whole Tony, you know, throwing out the pasta, that whole fight. And it's like without going to bars and getting, you know, slammed, they had to just go in this little bubble. And I felt like that was just strategizing. All they did was strategize. And I feel like they did as best as they could with not being able to go out to bars. But Yeah, I feel like there wasn't as much drama because of that. And the fact that there were so many medical DQs and people quitting, that set off a lot through this challenge because at one point you had, what, one girl skull? And then you had, what, four guy skulls? So it was very uneven. And with the medical DQs, I think they did the Mm -hmm. best they could dealing with all of that. But I think this season as a whole, like, had a lot of flaws within that. Oh, 100%. But I feel like, honestly, we can't really put that too much on the production because, like, that's just, like, the world we're living in. We're lucky to even get a season. Um, And we'll get into talking about potentially the challenge Double Agents 2 in the future. Um, I think it was good that they were being safe because especially when this was shot from, like, September to November, that was, like, when COVID really got bad going into January. That was, like, the peak of the pandemic. So I think it was good with how they were being careful with it. But as a viewer perspective... It would have been fun to see them go out and go to a club, but honestly, realistically, I haven't been to a club. I haven't been out to a a, a huge ass party in probably over a year. So that's probably what it's going to be like for them as well. I don't know. Right. And let's talk about like the editing too, because for me, this actually was probably the biggest flaw for me because I felt like going into every episode, I, you know, as a challenge fan, I was able to catch on that the editing was almost so foreshadowing to me that it just ruined the entire episode because I knew whoever got the most screen time was most likely going to be the one voted into elimination 
That is true in one sense, but I think also you have to remember that the majority of people aren't like intense viewers. Like a lot of them are like casual viewers um, and they want to like see the full story from like start to finish of like how a person ended up in an elimination. So it, it yes, the suspense was lacking. I think they should they should have focused a little bit more on long-term storytelling rather than just short-term storytelling. Um, but I think by the time we got to the final, it was up in the air. Like besides the fact that Amber B and CT were kind of dominating, the editing was pretty even in terms of who was going to win. We couldn't really tell who was going to get second, who was going to get third. We predicted it correctly, but also that's just because we, I think we are big enough fans that we were able to size out who potentially could win. Right. Right. But yeah, who was, who was your favorite partnership and probably your least favorite partnership? So probably my favorite one, I think that uh, this is not gonna be a surprise to anyone. I think Big T and CT really were like the stars of the season. Like, although Big T unfortunately did not make it to the final, she was Robert at the end. I think they gave us everything a good partnership should have. They had the love. They had the the funny, charming moments. They had the big breakup. They had the reunition. They had the sad elimination. It was like a whole was relationship. Like, exactly. And it unfolded over an entire season. I think that was honestly the perfect um, overall... The, the way they story... The, the, I was just talking about long-term storytelling. The way they told the story of Big T and CT was really well done across the season, in my opinion. Yep. I love CT and Big T. I feel like they complemented each other so well. But, you know, I like I said, um, CT definitely got a villainous um, edit, as he should. You know, some things were very out of line of what he said. But in the grand scheme of things, um, from a game perspective, I understood what he did. It was just the way he went about it. It was very uncalled for. Um, But then Mm -hmm, you got partners for me. I really like the Devin and Tori because – Devin purposely picked Tori trying to get rid of her and I think wow that was very strategic because if he gets rid of Tori then he is a rogue agent and he isn't going to be able to be touched for the next male elimination so I feel like the way that he went about it was just so dirty but so strategic at the same time yeah I agree with that um but so one big thing about the next season and we mentioned it like briefly a couple minutes ago but like so it's rumored that it's going to be a double agents too. I know they gave us a teaser right there at the end with TJ saying like challenge activated. Um, and honestly, I hope they can switch things up. I saw like a, a like a, tw- a tweet with like a, a a picture of like what like the first daily challenge was, and it looked just like the font and like the theme and the brand used for double agents. So if they do go with it, which probably will happen again, um, I hope they can find a way to keep it fresh and keep it interesting because I think that's one thing they were really lacking on this season. I feel like they always try to take in account um what was flawed in the last season and try to revamp it like I said I feel like everything now is a very trial and error but yeah we can only hope for the best and I feel like this season was kind of like almost the new cast we see like kind of the old players like Johnny Bananas Car Maria not really returning and so thank god Johnny Bananas isn't there anymore <laughs> and also about this season that was so interesting to me is that the big guys were targeted right from the jump which usually you always try to get out the rookies right away but right off the jump they were going right towards ct which i loved and wes and unfortunately it was a girl's day so it ended up being natalie and ashley but that's what i thought was so interesting they try to get the big threats 
out and they basically tried to get out every single winner and ended up CT won the season. Yeah. And it was a really good season overall. Um, as my first season watching it live as it unfolds, I've seen a couple other seasons on Paramount Plus, but I think that this was a really fun season to watch. Um, yeah, there was their flaws, but I think if they were to take out those flaws for the future seasons, I think that um, it could be a really solid uh, future season in, in going forward. No, I completely agree. Um, I think out of like the newer seasons, I think this is probably one of my favorites. I love the whole dynamic, the twist, and um, yeah, I'm excited to see the next season. Um, it's probably going to be a sequel, and I'm excited to see these new rookies and what they have to bring. Yeah, me too. So that wraps up our challenge, Double Agents Final Season Review. Let us know what you guys thought about the season and what your predictions are for next season. Next Thursday, we're going to be dropping a dream casting, talking about who we would want to see on BB Second Chances season. So make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what we've made so far, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts with your feedback. We love hearing from you guys. Yeah, and me and Champagne Loki had some beef when we filmed that episode. Um, so Did we? <laughs> Um, yeah, we had a lot Did of screamings, and I, I, I was a little bit mad at Champagne when we were done recording that, so keep an eye out for that. Um, no, you weren't. No, you weren't. <laughs> kidding. I can never be mad at Champagne for long term. You guys can find me on TikTok <laughs> at lolathe and Champagne at allthingsreality. If you guys have any requests or comments, you can shoot us an email at allthingsrealitypodcast.com. And a little bit of a teaser, we have a big name survivor veteran coming on our podcast keep an eye out for that that's gonna be coming out in the middle of may so a little bit of a teaser keep me on the edge of your seat keep an eye out for that and we will be coming at you next week with our bb second chance episode thanks for tuning in we will see you next week <laughs>